0: Hello everyone, welcome to episode 8 of Talk with TT and I'm really delighted to have Shirley Drake with me. Um, Many within Colchester Baptist Church know Shirley because she um, is a lady with a pen who writes very much for us and is a magazine editor and um, Shirley I'm delighted to have you with us, welcome.
1: Thank you very much Terry, delighted to be here. (laughs) Good, good.
0: Now, um, in discovering a bit about your background, um, you're a Norfolk girl, a girl from Leathering Set, which is a village near Holt. Um, Yes. So we're living in extraordinary times with the coronavirus pandemic, and uh, we're at a season at this time of this interview where we're just about to have some easements to the lockdown. How has it been for you, and your family during this lockdown period?
1: Well, in in many ways, it hasn't been too bad. Our our big disappointment was not being able to go to Australia. And we missed our flight by a week when lockdown started. Wow. Because our son is out there and we were looking forward to seeing him and the family. Yes. Um, As far as I'm concerned, I've been busy in the garden, in the house, with bits of craft, with dolls' houses, and uh, not much music, very sadly. Yeah, oh, sorry. <clears throat> uh, no. It hasn't been too bad.
0: No, that's good, that's good. We are a creative lady, and we're going to find out about that as we go along. Um, you were born in near Holt in Norfolk. What was life like for you as you grew up in North Norfolk?
1: It was wonderful. Um, We lived next door to the water mill, which is still in in existence, still working. Um, And my grandmother was very much involved with that. She was the miller. So there was the river, the mill grounds, which I could wander around in, nearby farm where I had friends. It was, it was just wonderful. I didn't go to school till I was six because my mother didn't believe it was necessary. And I just had a wonderful time.
0: You use the phrase "um you used to run wild," and what do you mean by <laughs> that?
1: <laughs> I was just left to my own devices quite a lot, and uh... yeah. so that you
0: like climbing trees, being outside, and you used your imagination, I imagine a lot as a child being outside.
1: Oh yes, I wanted to be a cowboy.
0: <laughs> that's great, that's great. I just watched uh, a movie, actually, Jane Got Your Gun, um, about a female cowboy.
1: Oh, no, yes, that was the sort of thing I fancied. I, <laughs> I, 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 did, I did go riding.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> um, that's great. Somebody
1: taught me, and it, I, I didn't learn any finesse, but I learned to stay on, on horse and have fun.
0: Well done, well done. What did um, your parents do for work?
1: My mother didn't work. She was a lady of leisure. My father oh. owned a small bakery business but it was some miles away and uh, <clears> that he wasn't at home Yes, as I would have liked, yes. And then the Second World War
0: came along and what happened to where you resided then?
1: Well, North Norfolk had not bombing like the big cities did, but there was quite a lot of bombing there. My father then couldn't get home every every, every day just at weekends because of the petrol situation. Yes. And in 1942, um, my mother was going to have another baby and we went to live with my grandmother in Peterborough. Right. Okay. Where I went to school, they discovered I needed to wear glasses and uh, I I still ran fairly wild.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And you were offered the chance of attending boarding school. Uh, So where did you go for that and what subjects did you excel at?
1: Yes, at the end of the war, we moved to Sheringham in Norfolk. My, my father brought a business there and um, mother had a toddler and was expecting another baby. So they didn't quite know what to do with me. And <laughs> yes, I said, I'd love to go to boarding school as long as I could um, be near the sea. <clears throat> so I went down to Hastings. And what did I enjoy there? Um, <clears throat> Music, of course, was always yeah. a very strong point. It was a small school, but a very strong point there. And uh, I loved English and history, Latin in the early days, but um, it soon got beyond me. Um, <clears throat> again, being outdoors, being yeah. near the sea, they used to take a swimming and uh, all sorts of things. We had wow. a good time.
0: And you left there and went to music college. And where did you study?
1: Yes, I went to Trinity College of Music, which is right in the centre of London, not far behind Selfridges, mm. and um, had three wonderful years there. Yes. Just completely immersed in, in music. And I loved it. That
0: college no longer exists, does it?
1: It does exist, but it's, it's now got a very posh home down in Greenwich and it's joined with a a dancing school so it's called Trinity Laban oh wow college and it's quite well it's part of London University now
0: yeah that's excellent so you trained as a music teacher and then began nearly a decade of school teaching so tell us where you taught because you didn't sit still (laughs) did you
1: (laughs) no I didn't I actually did 12 years I fancied teaching small boys. So I went up to the Lake District to a boys prep school. And that was wonderful. It was, it was great fun. The countryside was marvelous. Used to go cycling with the boys. Taught lots of piano. There were pianos in every corner of that school. <clears throat> but it wasn't much good as a future for my career. So um, I moved to a secondary modern school in Coventry of girls, one of the last sec mods. As they were all going comprehensive and yeah. I reckon I learned to teach there. It was a wonderful experience. And at the same Why time I belonged to mm? what what did you learn? Mm. Aha, well we had a, a a mixed intake of um areas and, and some of the girls were quite tough and had quite hard backgrounds. It isn't a, altogether a modern thing. This um children having deprived backgrounds and uh, you know, turn up sometimes there were police cars outside the school and Mm. some of the kids were fairly tough but most of them were were lovely and and Mm. I had a good time there.
0: Yeah lovely lovely. Where did you go after Coventry?
1: Then I I thought perhaps I'd tried independent school again so I went to um, another small boarding school near High Wycombe and uh, thoroughly enjoyed that In both schools i taught english and you know the idea was if you were a teacher you could teach and you had all sorts of things thrown at you um <laughs> and then I, I was there for three years three very happy years yeah and um <clears throat> that's great i saw an advertisement for my old school in hastings so of course i applied for that and <laughs> got it almost without an interview on the grounds wow. of being an old girl. Which, uh, That's great. So I moved down there.
0: Yeah, it's full circle. And um, let's talk about your Christian faith, um, which is central to your life. And um, it was something that didn't really feature, probably for the first 30 years of your life. Is that fair to say uh, in any significant true. way? But tell us how how that came about.
1: Well, I. I'd I'd always sort of been looking and I'd read my Bible sometimes and I'd go to church sometimes, but nothing really seemed to fit. Mm. Um, and then when I went down to Hastings, there was um, somebody my own age then, she was a Christian, and she we began talking and began getting friendly and um, she led me to the Lord sort of at the end of that year. Wonderful. Yes, we used to go to um, the Baptist Church in Hastings and that became quite involved there. And um, Yes. It was a lovely time, wonderful time.
0: And you were baptized there, weren't you, as a believer? Is
1: that right? Yes, my friend went to Nigeria to teach um, the next year, but, and the following spring I was baptized in, in Hastings. Yes. Yes. Okay. And your wider
0: family, how did they respond to your commitment to Christian faith?
1: Well, my brothers are really very much younger. My next brother was in Australia by then. Yeah. Um, My mother did come down. I don't think she ever really understood, but she did come down to my baptism. Mm. My father would never speak to me about it at all.
0: No, no. He
1: just closed up completely
0: yes yes um moving on to a different subject uh, you appreciate bamboo pipe music <laughs> don't you um and you've been involved in that in a serious way for a long time you've led groups at summer schools and it was there that you met a certain shy young man
1: who was this <laughs> young man <laughs> well i became involved with them in, um, in coventry and i thought i'd go to a summer school and see really what the bamboo pipes were all about because you have to make your instrument as well as play it so it's, wow. it's quite different from other things yeah. um and i went to my first one in 1960 and in 1962 i was helping to teach my first experience in teaching pipes and uh There was quite a large beginner's class. And yes, shy young man, not quite 20 years old, very tall, very skinny, (laughs) was in that class. (laughs) And he kept coming back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I wonder why. And um, that man was to become your husband.
1: Yes, we didn't really get friendly um, until I became a Christian. And of course, that began to draw us closer together. Mm. um i threw a spanner in the works because at the end of just after i was baptized that summer i went to nigeria for a month to stay with my friend and we traveled around a bit and had a wonderful time there and i was offered a job i was actually offered two jobs but i was offered one very good job at her school and i was longing to take it but it didn't work out and The Lord very definitely shut that door in my face. Absolutely, definitely. Mm, mm. um, So I carried on in the job I was in, in Hastings. And uh, the following summer, Ted and I began to get more friendly somehow and it sort of went on from there.
0: And you got married Mm. in Easter 1967. Was that at Hastings Baptist Church? That was in Hastings Baptist Church, yes. Yeah, yeah and um going back to that um subject of nigeria because that and whilst the lord closed that door nigeria has always been a country on your heart isn't it you've always had an interest in nigeria i, I
1: think so yes um yeah. i've got news of it because my friend stayed out there she married out there and stayed out there some years and um I, I just always wanted to go back, because I, I never have been back, but mm. um, just always been an interest yes. in, in Nigeria, yes. Okay. Heartbreaking to see the news of it now, but, um, yes,
0: yeah. Yeah. you know,
1: the, the troubles out there, but it's a wonderful, wonderful country and lovely people.
0: Yeah. And we're blessed in our church to have people from Nigeria, aren't we? Yes,
1: we are indeed, yes. Yes, they're wonderful. Yeah. So
0: your first home was in Woking, in uh, in Surrey, um, and you certainly moved a few times uh, to accommodate Ted's work. Um, And by the sounds of it, your family home was always a place of activity, fun, creativity with the children. So two children, Hilary and Ken. Um, Tell us where you've lived.
1: Uh Well, we left. Um, Woking, um, our, after our two babies were born because our families were all in Norfolk and we didn't want to go away, no M25 in those days, <clears throat> so we, we moved to Hitchin in mm. Hertfordshire and every, wherever we lived it had to be within reach of London as Ted always worked in central London and um, Hitching was was very happy place. I was it's where I joined the W I. My my mother made me because she volunteered me to take over a choir, W I choir. So um, that was where I started that. Really? We weren't very happy at the prospect of the secondary schools there, so we moved to Berkhamsted And um, <clears throat> when the children were secondary school age, and um, I. Did a lot of teaching there, never back as a full-time school teacher, but a lot of private teaching, piano teaching, which I didn't enjoy very much. I'd rather have a class around me. Yeah. But um, it was it was all a bit of work. My mother was living with us because my father died just before we were married, mm. which wasn't entirely a happy situation because she was a bit difficult but um you know mm-hmm. we had some good times as well mm. yeah and, and, and then we moved again to um where did we go <laughs> i can't remember we went to Rygate. yes thank you yeah. because um my mother had become very um dependent on on me i, I was her carer as well as wow. working and looking after the children and trying to be fair to my husband at the same time mm. and in the end she had to go into a home yeah. and um i felt after that period it would be quite nice to make a move we, we both felt but at the time ted was offered a, a good job in um, reigate in surrey where he would only have to walk a few minutes to get to the office which was wonderful after many years of commuting yeah so we down there
0: lovely lovely and then uh, retirement came for Ted and you moved to where?
1: Well, we moved up here to Great Bentley. Yeah. But we That's had what... um, oh many happy years, all the all through the nineties in Reigate, and it was a very happy time. Mm. In in most ways. Anyway, Hilary had left home, but she wasn't far away. Yes. Ken yeah. was still at home and our nephew Scott came to live with us when he was 15 yes. and he led rather a troubled life. So we had some interesting times there, but it, life was, was good.
0: Life was pretty full with your household, with mother and then Scott and a <laughs> <our> very active <laughs> household, which was great. Going back to the WI... Oh. And um, you served on various committees and, and led various things. Tell us a bit about that.
1: Well, it's both in in Hertfordshire and in, then in Surrey. I was on the Music and Drama Subcommittee. Mm-hmm. Then I was asked to join the Board of Trustees. And um, I sort of thought about it, thought, well, why not? Yeah. And... Uh, it, that went on from there, and eventually I became um, chairman of fundraising. After you don't stay chairman of anything, any subcommittee for long; they move you around. So mm. I, I did time on, on music and drama, and then I moved to um, fundraising, and that was great fun because I had to organise all sorts of things within the county, mm. um, concerts and craft times and. and whatever was was going yeah. we did a trip to america once that was that was lovely oh, fantastic. Um, <clears throat> good and i, I became um, the vice chairman there and it was 1997 i think I, I knew i wasn't going to be chairman i didn't want to be i wasn't the right person to be so 1998 i had i resigned hmm. And that was when Hilary had her nervous breakdown, having been on and off still for many years, mm. and she had to give up work, and that was quite a dark time.
0: Yes, yes, and you were there supporting her, yeah.
1: Trying to, yes. To begin with, support wasn't very easy, but um, we, we we weathered it between us yes. with, with Ted. And, uh, we've become a very close unit now, and she's, she's much better.
0: Yes, and you've since moved from ben, Great Bentley to Brightling sea, and Hillary's local to you, and did you say one of um Ted's brothers is it local as well or there's another relative? yes
1: Ted is, is the eldest of five boys. yeah, so number four <laughs> his mother always <laughs> called' always referred to them by number
0: yeah
1: um, I'm number four to the four? throne too <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's not a bad number to be. I think. And, um, <laughs> my younger brother lives here as well. Great. Our, our in Australia. With yes. Ken, not yes. near Ken, but Ken is as well.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Um. I suppose in terms of like all that Hillary's gone through, and you know, the ha- life's changed a lot about the whole discussion of mental health and well-being. Um. How what what's your thinking about you know how people talk about these things because you can't see someone's mental health like you can a you know a leg wound or something like that what have you learned about mental health and
1: it's the old thing about when you look all right you know what have you got to be upset about or or, or worried about um that that still exists of course but back in 98, we didn't know anything about mental health at all. Mm. Um, and, and it was, we learned a lot. Mm. And there wasn't a lot of help from the health service, I'm afraid. Mental health didn't, she's never had much help from there. Yeah, She's had private counselling, it's a case of finding the right person. Mm. And, you know, these days, yes, we talk about it very openly, she mm. does. She said to me, "Say anything you like." She said it needs to be talked about. Yeah. Um, and things are much more open and easier to deal with, I suppose, because mm. you can thing, face things head on. Yeah. Not skirt around them like we used to. Yes. Thank you. But you for there's that. still that... not a lot of understanding out there, especially mm. when somebody looks well and
0: yes,
1: yes, run their own lives completely.
0: Yes. And then your son, Ken, uh, you mentioned emigrated to Australia. He's now moved to Tasmania. Um,
1: how do you keep in touch? Well, he went out with his girlfriend who a couple of years later became his wife. We were able to go out for the wedding. Hilary, unfortunately, wasn't able to come. Again, it's the, the, the nervousness about, being with people and and um but we were able to be there and had a wonderful time and we have visited three or four times since then Mm
0: -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. um what will happen now we have no idea we have this holiday booked but um Mm -hmm. yeah things are a bit difficult but yes they had he had a very successful career as a animal photographer
0: wow
1: and won many awards Mm -hmm. and but he has some troubles with depression as well. Hmm. And they moved to Tasmania where they live miles away from anywhere, trying to be self-sufficient and getting animals yeah having the farm. And uh, Terrific. We just want to go and see it, see them there and know, you know, know that all is well. They've never had children, so we haven't got any
0: grandchildren. Yes. Do you use Zoom or Skype or anything to communicate with them uh, online? We do now. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: Good. Good.
1: And with my brother and sister-in-law in Western Australia, We'd, we we contact them by messenger. But you know, the things are a lot different. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. Look We're at you, savvy, different. savvy technology lady. You're doing well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well. I started in the mid-90s when home computers began to come in really for WI work. But I've always been interested. I mean, my knowledge is really very limited, but um, I I know what I can do. And um, I enjoy it.
0: You do a good job. And then with your unofficially uh, third child, Scott, where is he now?
1: Scott now lives near Norwich um he has a lovely spanish wife um who came over to england when she was 19 and scott said she really wanted to stay in england for a bit could she come and live with us mm. and ken had left home by then so we had a spare bedroom <laughs> and uh, we met laid down the usual rules about separate bedrooms and behaving themselves and so on because yeah. she came from fairly. Conventional Spanish family, and and anyway, our beliefs um, mm. were very definite. Mm. And they lived with us until we left Ryegate. That must have been about nine years, I think. Mm. Um, and then they moved to a flat, and they're, they're now married, and he works he works for Lotus Cars oh, in Norway. Yeah, he's always had a passion for cars, and they have six year old twin daughters who are our joy oh fantastic fantastic
0: good now we're going to move to the quick fire quiz where you answer questions and win nothing so um <laughs> do you prefer uh facebook messenger or letters snail mail
1: well these days it has to be messenger okay i write mean, okay. very few letters i'm afraid these days yeah it's a bit I know. sad um, I know the answer to the next
0: question, city or country girl?
1: Oh, country girl every time, and by the <laughs> sea if possible. <laughs> oh, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, do you prefer reading or television? I couldn't do without reading. I couldn't do it without television, yes, so reading.
0: Yeah. And um, I asked the same question about the Bible in terms of the four Gospels. Would, do you prefer Luke or John's Gospel?
1: It has to be John. I think everybody has said this, but it has to be John. And yes. why is that? John 3.16, God so yeah. loved the world.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Brought home um, to me and, and I suddenly realised it was true. Yeah, fantastic. He loved me. Um, in
0: terms of your uh, culinary preferences, grilled sea bass... Or spinach and ricotta cannon only, what would you go for?
1: Cannon only every time. <laughs> I'm not, I, I do eat fish, I'm not much of a meat eater. Yeah. And I'm very keen on grilled fish, I must admit. If I'm honest, I like to bat around it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's Fish Friday. Um, yes, it is. In terms of your sort of personal. Devotions, Bible reading, and prayer. Are you a morning or an evening person?
1: The Evening person. Yeah. Quite definitely. Yes.
0: That's good. Okay.
1: And hopefully, it's a bit through the day, but evening. Yes.
0: Yeah. And in terms of Bible translation, um, I've I've put here. Are you a New International Version or the Message? Um, you actually might be a different version that you prefer.
1: What? What's... No, NIV this is 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 good me uh, we don't actually have the message it's one of the few i think that we haven't got i must admit i still love the authorized version i love the words
0: yes yes i can appreciate that especially with your love for english literature and uh and prose now for music this is a interesting one uh for hymns would you choose uh, in christ alone or how great thou art
1: it's got to be how great thou art <laughs> and, yeah okay it's not just the words the music mm. that tune is is just wonderful
0: yeah and then the final question chocolate or fruit
1: oh gosh i couldn't live without fruit i don't want <laughs> to live without chocolate
0: but <laughs> <laughs> well done you've passed the test the quiz so how long have you been uh, associated with Colchester Baptist Church and how did that come about?
1: Well, we moved up here in 2002 and because we were in Great Bentley, we were quite central. We went to all the surrounding Baptist churches. I very much liked Thorpe Lesoken, hmm. but um, and we went to Pier Avenue and, and We, we also went to Colchester. We had been to Colchester when we were on holiday a few years before when Keith Neville was there Mm. and Keith had actually been a very good friend to us in Surrey when we had, our church had a very difficult time and he was very good. Um, we just said, well, if Keith was still there, there'd be no, no doubt about it. We'd go back to Colchester. Mm. So we walked in one December at half past 10 and of course, service had started at 10 o'clock we got the sermon like lots of other people have done (laughs) and again given such a lovely warm welcome Rod was very very good to us and um, following spring we became members
0: lovely
1: lovely Rod (laughs) immediately got me involved with the choir because Mm -hmm. they hadn't at that time got a choir leader
0: and what do you you play in the evening worship group don't you
1: some, yeah, occasionally we have a little group. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. Yes,
1: Jenny or Fiona are playing, and Rod joins us, and, and Jill.
0: Yes, yeah. We have a
1: great time together.
0: Yeah. Oh, you're a blessing, you are. And you're the editor of our Focus magazine, as I mentioned earlier, and that's brilliant for keeping us in touch. Tell us about the magazine. What, what, was, what are you trying to well, do?
1: Ten years ago... Um, they needed an editor, and I was very reluctant because I didn't think I knew, well, I didn't have the first idea how to set about it, and Mike Baker was very encouraging, and um, um, my daughter said, well, if you set it up, you know, I'll help you get started. Mm. Um, so I tentatively had a go, and um, I'm still doing it.
0: Yeah, and we're very grateful, um, Shirley, for I the way you lead it. us.
1: I and, do enjoy
0: it. And you're a great teacher, um, sorting my grammar out. I think you're going to be busy for a long time sorting my grammar out. <laughs> okay, oh
1: that makes you sound awful.
0: <laughs> no, no, she's lovely. Very gracious. Now, I've seen your little furry friend on Facebook, Katie. Um, yes. She's a pretty little character. Uh, what breed of dog is she?
1: She's um, a Yorkshire Terrier crossed with a border terrier Mm. Mm. and she's oh very terrier very sparky and she's great fun
0: yeah
1: she is great we've always had rather bigger dogs but she's she's lovely
0: yeah and uh with hillary you you love dogs how how do you share that interest together what do you do together with dogs
1: well she has two dogs Mm. two two again two tiny ones and um we take her older one, we, we take them both dog training, take them to agility. Mm. It's a bit funny for me because I puff along behind Katie, but we, we love it. And um, I, I was brought up with lots of animals. We always mm. had um, chickens and ducks. And my mother had goats at the beginning of the war. Wow. And uh, so I've always been used to animals and we've always had dogs. Mm. Fabulous. But and, Katie, yeah, she's our joy. She's banished at the moment because if she barks, she would hold everything up for a few minutes. So she's she's up with Ted.
0: <laughs> she's full of beans. And uh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> now, um, it's been a delight talking to you, Shirley. The final question, which I ask um, the people I talk with is, um, have you a word of encouragement, a reflection that you want to share with us in these difficult and interesting times we live in
1: i've been thinking a lot about this and it's very difficult i think hold on to faith hmm. it's probably very easy at the moment to to wonder and to, to wonder if it's <clears throat> if god is is really in all this but i'm sure he is and mm-hmm. i'm sure one day we'll know the answer
0: yes yeah
1: and i think Having always been involved with young people and in boarding schools particularly, I was a house mistress for a while and um had um 30 15-year-old girls in my charge and we used to have a prayer evenings and I know young people have a lot of questions and worries. And I, I would just reiterate that, hold on to your faith, mm. don't let it go. Mm. Work through it and it will all come right. God, God is in charge. Yes, it will come right in the end. Yes, thank
0: you for bringing that to us. Hold on is a um, an apostolic calling, really. Paul would say that you know, um, be strong in the Lord. Hold on. Shirley, it's been delightful to talk to you. Um, for our listeners. Um, Shirley brings uh, a joyous smile and is always so encouraging and positive and talented and and serving Uh, without complaint, I hasten to add. Um, So thank you for who you are and and for Ted and you, and thank you for what you bring to us um, as a sister in Christ and a friend. Uh, We're really blessed. And it's been really interesting to learn about You're running wild and that sense of adventure you have, that leaning forward into life and making the most of things and being there for your family. And I mean you've had a household that's been very embracing of of you know, from your mother to your nephew to, you know, your daughter in law. And it's just been really encouraging to hear that. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Terry. I've I've really enjoyed talking to you.
0: Good. God bless.